0: Welcome to another bonus episode of the Measured Pencil. Today I wanted to talk a little bit about my experience with the Caran Dash 844. This is a mechanical pencil that comes in a variety of really, really cool colors. I wanted to get into this pencil because I wanted to get into this brand, really. This brand reminds me of something like Yves Saint Laurent or one of those high-end fashion brands like Bugatti or Balenciaga or one of those so I went digging around trying to find this pencil and what I learned about myself and what I learned about this pencil is I am full of privilege and privilege is not something you necessarily know about until after the fact so to go back here I am at work and I'm supposed to be working what am I doing I'm looking at mechanical pencils I'm trying to find this guy. I am just gendered it. It's now a guy. Um, I could not find anything on JetPens. And begrudgingly, I started digging around some more and some other websites. I found it on penboutique.com. So I was thrilled to try a new new vendor, a new brand. I did try to get them to listen to the podcast. <laughs> I'll get to that part later. I'm scrolling through. I find a quran dash 844. I didn't find the 844 right away. What I did is I found a lot of pencils and pens that were $200, $400, $500. And I was like, that's never going to happen. At least not now. Not until we have maybe sponsorship or... Maybe some rich benefactor sends us a, a care package full of pencils. But in this moment, I'm just trying to get into this brand. I'm This is my entry-level foot in the door. How can I get my hands on something that they make just to see what it's all about? Lo and behold comes the 844. The 844 comes in colors like fluorescent orange. It comes in chartreuse. It comes in red and purple and blue and all these really cool colors. What I've noticed that this pencil is all over Instagram, especially the chartreuse one, because it just pops. It's just, it's so vibrant. I am, as careful listeners of the podcast will know, I'm a big fan of orange. So the fluorescent orange was, yep, instant, add to cart, let's go, let's buy this thing. And in my haste to complete the transaction on a brand new website, I figure that putting in my work address, I to pull back the curtain, I have a lot of things delivered to my work address because I don't want my wife to see the packages. <laughs> and also because I'm here a lot, I go into work every day and it's easier just to have things delivered to work because I know the male people and they know me and it's just been easier in my experience to have things delivered to work rush through the shipping information, rush through the billing information. Yeah, 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 let's go, let's go, let's go. Click purchase and away we go. I am pleased to get the email that my order is confirmed and I get the tracking number and I'm doing the thing that I think has become a very commonplace. A source of pleasure is to now every day pull up the tracking information and map and chart like Indiana Jones chart the pencils or the items progress throughout the lands I like to see where it starts from then I like to go to Google Maps and do like a driving direction so that I can see oh it's 18 hours away or oh it's just checked in in Louisville how far away is that so it's kind of this new fun game I'm sure other people have stumbled into this as well it's it's almost like The journey of the pencil, the journey, you know, is the friends we made along the way. But it's really the journey of the item and the anticipation is almost better than the actual item. I am charting this pencil's progress. I'm noticing that it's set to arrive and it's set to arrive the next day. I'm very excited. For some reason, I'm I'm actually pretty giddy about this one. I know approximately when the mail person comes to my building. In my role, I often have to track down people to direct the mail person to where packages should go. I'm a property manager, so people change suites or the name of their company changes or the attendant vacates a space and they go somewhere else and the mail is always behind. Not the USPS's fault, but the mail is always coming for people that have left or something. So we're constantly in this game of telling them something's undeliverable or trying to get them a forwarding address or accepting packages on someone's behalf because I know where I can track that person down. I kind of have somewhat of a relationship with the mail person. However, we have a new mail person. Who knows where our mail person is, but she is not there. I notice the next day that the mail has come and gone and I don't see my package. So, you know, I'm a little bit curious and I dig into it and I check the tracking history and it says, undeliverable, insufficient address. And right away, I'm like, how could that be? I put in my address. I put in everything. You know, I put in Wes Nelson. I put in the address of the building. And how is that not enough information? It's only then that I realized that I didn't put a sweet number. I have not been putting sweet numbers on packages for the last maybe five years because everyone knows who I am at this building. And that was a moment of privilege because the new male person doesn't know who I am. They don't know Wes Nelson from Michael Jordan. Yes, I just compare myself to Michael Jordan. They did what they're trained to do. They they saw a package without a suite number in a building that is six floors high with tons of different suites on it. There's no way for that person to track down or figure out who it is. So they did what they're supposed to do. They returned it to the post office. So I call the post office expecting to instantly get a hold of someone. Right. Like I'm going to call them up and they're going to be like, oh, Wes Nelson's calling, you know, and they're going to be like, oh, we have your package here. Come by and pick it up. What do I do? What happens when I call? I start to explain my story and the person on the other end of the line goes, "Ah, ah, 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 ah." they stop me. And I am like, I am floored, beat red. I'm thinking, how dare this person stop me midstream? They weren't being rude. It took me a while to come down, but I realized later on they knew how to help me and they weren't the person to do it. So they stopped me instead of going through, letting me get through this whole diatribe. And I'm sure they've heard this story a million times before. What they did is they told me the number to call and I called that number and I got help immediately. It turns out exactly what I thought. No sweet address. They have no way of getting this package to me. I gave them my sweet address and they said, okay, we'll relabel it and we'll get it back out to you. Next day doesn't show up. Next day doesn't show up again. Now we're getting close to weekend. Building doesn't accept mail on the weekend. So I'm starting to get a little concerned, more concerned than I already was. I now reach out to Penn Boutique, and I just want to say amazing customer service. They responded to my email immediately. They did digging on my behalf. They called the post office themselves. Couldn't be more happy. Couldn't be more pleased with their efforts and their help. But they ran into the same thing. Insufficient address. They were going to attempt to redeliver what ended up happening is that it looked like the package was going to get shipped back to them. They were going to have to then charge me shipping to resend it back out with my suite address attached to it this time. But that's not what ended up happening. What ended up happening is that it eventually got to me. The person that I that I called and talked to who put the suite address back on the package, what happened was that if I just had waited a couple more days and trusted the process and not expected the universe to come crashing to a halt to help out Wes Nelson, what ended up happening was that the person put the suite number on the package and it eventually filtered through and it made its way into my mailbox. Big lesson for me in that the world doesn't know who I am. I have to actually put my full shipping address or just not be afraid of my wife's judgment and have things shipped to my house. But that's probably not going to happen. I'm probably still going to have stuff shipped by work. But I will remember to put the speed address on it next time. This was The Measured Pencil with Wes Nelson and Stephen Murray. Theme song composed and performed by Josh Baumgartner. Special music for this episode was composed and performed by Les FM and can be found on Pixby.com. Additional production support by Two Desk Productions. If you have a pencil that you would like to hear reviewed on the show, please contact us through our ACAST page. If you haven't already followed us on Instagram, there are lots of pictures of our pencils there. And don't forget to subscribe to our show wherever you listen to podcasts.